Okay, so... Excuse me. I've really been contemplating this for a while. And I remember when this first started. I really, This is exactly what I called it. But, like, I feel like this is a cult. I'm really starting to feel like this is a cult. Like, I looked up, like, I used to think that cults consisted of, like, I used to think, like, it was just one general understanding of cults. Like, cults are devil worshippers. They devil worshippers. They all be in a cult, like, dancing, I don't know, standing inside of a six star, sacrificing animals, people, blood, children. All that stuff. That's what I thought cults were. You know? Satan worshippers. And this is that, but... I never knew that a cult could be consistent or, you know, even, you know, centered around God. You know? I heard churches talk about this. Church church people talk about how they left their church and it was because it was like a cult. And all this other stuff. <clears throat> and... After what I've learned of God, you know, and from God, I feel like, you know, a lot of times we believe like we just don't want to. We believe that God is too strict and his his guidelines are a little too strict or that sometimes even when you make ask questions and they're not making sense. And you're not getting the answers you feel that you deserve or you're not being you're not your prayers aren't being answered. Or you feel like like you just have doubts about God. Then you just start questioning the entire thing. You start questioning Christianity. You start questioning religion. You start questioning it all as a whole. And so when people would leave their church and say it's a cult. It's not that I would doubt what they were saying. It's just that I would feel like I obviously had to you know, learn more information about the actual church as a whole. To really feel like that's a cult. Even if it's multiple people's accounts. But multiple if it's multiple people's accounts, obviously that makes it more believable. But <clears throat> even the Bible says, you know, it has to be two or more witnesses come up against you. But with King Ahab and Queen Jezebel, you know, Jezebel, the prophetess of Satan, the prophetess of Baal. You know, she lied and she sent the letter to the courts and told them to lie and told them to bring false bring up false witnesses against the man that she wanted to take the vineyard from. So just because it's two or more witnesses against you claiming something about you does not make it true. And a lot of times Satan worshipers, devil worshipers, people who worship false gods, they don't have to, you know, live by the guidelines of honesty or, you know, just being held accountable, period, for anything that they do. So <laughs> I never was one of those people who was like, you know, this is 100% strict and it's two or three witnesses, so just believe it. Or all these people say this, so you just have to believe that about this person. No, I'm going to go see for myself. And that's what always makes me different, you know. I'm not always going to go see for myself because the thing is, I can't even say I'm going to go see for myself if nobody came up against you. Like a lot of times I'm very, you know, protective about, you know, my over myself and who I deal with, period. But I might just not bring it up at all or I'm going to see for myself. I'm not going to let somebody dictate what I feel about somebody else. 
And a lot of times you still can't even believe so so-called evidence. Honestly, not until recently did I ever really question evidence and lies brought up about people this much. And I want to say never because there was a lies about Dave Chappelle. You know, how he went crazy. That's why he ran off to Africa, left his wife, his child, and he was on crack. Then there was the, you know, stories about Tupac being crazy. And there was the stories about, you know, um, Martin Lawrence being crazy when he ran outside of his hotel room and he had a gun in his hand waving around saying there are people trying to kill me in my hotel room. And everybody's like, he's crazy. He must be on drugs or something. If a man ran outside after it looked like he just got into a a scuffle or his, his shirt is all stretched out, torn around and he's waving a gun around and he's saying somebody's trying to kill me. Why does that scream crazy to you? That don't scream, you know, somebody's really trying to kill him in his room. And then everybody, you know, making a big old debacle about it. And, and then automatically the media painting him, painting him as crazy is more evidence that, you know, they're trying to cover stuff up. And it's weird how, you know, the masses can be controlled by media. This is why you have to think for yourself. And I haven't talked about this for a while because I thought I was so past this. Like, But I see it's levels. It's really levels. Like, in order to wake somebody up or to bring new people in that sleep, you got to start from the top. And starting from the top is you can't believe everything you see no matter how much evidence they have to prove that no matter how real it looks, no matter what they say, they are liars. Think for yourself. You know, because the fact of the matter is people are going to be like, that's crazy. No one believe that. Why would that ever be true? But it's like, you don't think they thought if they like, if they make sense, like they don't seem crazy. They they have a sound mind enough to, you know, kind of like this stuff is it's logical, but even though it's illogical, it makes perfect sense when they're telling you. No, matter of fact, it might not even make perfect sense. Like A lot of times it's just not going to make sense at all. But a lot of times when I've seen these stories about Illuminati and cults, the stories make sense to me. They add up. So especially with all the support and evidence, you look this up, it's entire videos about this. It's a bunch of different people talking about this. And a lot of times they end up with the same information. Now, I remember, you know, finding out about MK Ultra, and, you know, clones and sacrifice. I remember when they said the type of things that go on in the Illuminati, like they are, it's pedophilia, it's homosexuality, it's, you know, orgies, like big group orgies, and, you know, just a bunch of sexually perverted stuff, and human sacrifice, and, you know, drinking blood, all kinds of weird stuff like that. And that's what happened when they get you to sell your soul. And then you always see, you know, artists, actors, all these different people in the pictures with the one hand covering their eye. And 
you know, every single time I thought about this stuff, I never felt like I actually would ever be anywhere around this stuff. Like, why would they ever come for me out of all people in the world? You know, it's millions of people on this earth. So what would they ever want with me? You know, but the fact of the matter is when you start looking this stuff up, when you start really learning about this stuff, you're a target. They are watching you. They're tracking every computer, every Wi-Fi connection, laptop, phone, anything, wherever you at, they tracking it. You look this stuff up, you become a target. And the more you start digging into this, the more you start learning about this stuff, you become a target. They start watching you. Now, I didn't really think that's really what it was about. When it came down to it, you know, maybe I was being watched a whole, you know, years before this stuff actually came up or came about. But this stuff popped up on my Instagram timeline first, and it was more public than anything. So I just didn't feel like I was. it was more of a threat because it's like, they can they really keep track of who saw it, you know, when it's on Instagram? And then, you know, also, like, I genuinely believe that, yes, I was being watched for years. I've been watched for years, but... I genuinely believe that this has a lot to do with God. Like, never did I truly start feeling super watched until I really start picking up my Bible, reading it every day, and really start taking God seriously. But I never know because seeing how they can touch you without touching you. I remember back in, like, high school, I would hear the saying, like, I can get you touched without touching you. I don't have to touch you to get you touched. It's in a lot of rappers' lyrics. And I always knew what that meant. I always knew what that meant. Even though you, it, it could be multiple different, you know, explanations to that. I, I, could, I don't have to touch you to get you touched. Like, I can just send somebody to do it. And I, don't have to, I don't have to put a hand on you. That's the simple way of explaining it to the people who's, like, kind of sleep. But when you really think back, when you really think deep into that, it's like, I can touch you without getting you touched. Like, they talking about spiritually. They talking about with satanic power you know they could get you touched without ever having to be anywhere in the area and it's weird but you know i just heard stories over the years like how people will talk about how this person did this this person did that this actor did this this actor did that or this artist did this this artist did artist did that and it was somewhere else at the time accounted for and it's like automatically they're going to be seen as crazy, but I don't automatically write it off as crazy. Like, I don't know if it got something to do where I grew up. I don't think that really matter because you can find this information anywhere now, especially because of the Internet. But where I grew up, the people they call crazy, they used to be making so much sense. The stuff that they used to say, immediately most people just stopped listening. Like, nah, what you talking about? But if you really listen to stuff that they saying, you're like, hold on. How you know that, too? And then you start listening, they start making more sense. And then you like, hold on. You ain't crazy. And then that just makes it, you know, way more eerie. Because why they always end up like that? Out on the streets. Like, strung out on drugs or drunk or homeless. And they call them the crazy person, but they're the ones that make the most sense. They make more sense than the, than the narratives they're trying to push as normal or every day. 
as not crazy. The people who act, the, you know, the people who seem the most normal and not crazy are the craziest people. The people who seem the craziest are not the crazy ones. Those are not the crazy ones because you can, there's no possible way you can live in this world knowing the truth and not and, and make perfect sense here. Because this world don't make sense. Nothing any makes sense. So, God just started showing me everything, like where we come from. Showed me that the Bible is black history. And I struggled to believe it because I said, you know, if that's the case, then how do we get here? And why is Jesus white? And a bunch of different questions. But after everything I've seen lately and what's been going on with, you know, just fighting for my life and doing everything in my power not to sell my soul, fighting for my family souls back, and then just people talking to me in my mind, reading my mind, and all kinds of weird stuff going on when I'm being watched everywhere I go, and all kinds of stuff. After everything, now I really, now I really don't, you know, I always knew this stuff was real. Deep down in my heart, I always knew it would come down to this. But thinking back, I wonder, like, if I could, if it could have been avoided. Could this have been avoided? Not that I would want to avoid finding out the truth in life. That's what I saw after. At this point, I just got to trust God. going to bring me out of it. But, you know, just that could it could it have been avoided? Could I have still, you know, been brought to this understanding without actually having to suffer in the manner I've suffered? You know, with all my, my entire family turning against me for money and trying to sacrifice me for money. And, of course, it don't never look like, you know, that person. Like, I don't probably look like a person who would be going through this. Who are you? What talent do you have? What do you really do? But the thing about it is, you know, these artists, when they pop up on the scene, how you, you know, you would have never known that they was they showed up before, you know, what happened transpired to get them on the scene to begin with. So that means whatever happened before they even showed up or, you know, before they was known, that whole debacle, you don't know what that was. And now I feel like this is what's been happening the whole time. I used to hear about the stories of sacrificing people and I used to wonder, like, how do they decide who they're going to sacrifice? And which people actually succeed at that? It's it's a lot of times where they see a few people, a few people have succeeded at sacrificing people in their family. But once you sacrifice one person, you never have to, you never get to stop sacrificing people. Say he don't ever let you go with just one. Maybe that's how one hit wonders come to pass. They sacrifice one person. You know I don't know, but it's blood in and blood out. I know that for a fact with Satan. So. You know, I never knew how it really happens, but it's amazing how things start exposing themselves in 2020 where, you know, my whole family showed up and all I know is I couldn't hear most of the stuff that they were saying, but they all showed up and it was like, you know, they... They, I remember when it first started, I heard a kid. Then for a while, you know, it was like they was watching me, but they wasn't necessarily, it wasn't as bad as it was. 
I believe that that was at the point where somebody realized, because I believe they all was backdooring each other the whole time, really. But somebody was behind it who who did it first. Somebody did it first. And that person showed up first in the beginning before any of them knew, you know, and played puppet master and then start going around to, you know, weaker links in the family, getting them to sell their soul so that they could get to me. I genuinely believe that's what it was about. And they knew the whole time it was me. And then they let, then they made it seem like they had to find out for themselves. So then one person would find out, they'd, let, they'd be like, I'm not going to tell them. I'm going to let them figure out for themselves, you know, see how this transpired. Because they can't trust nobody. Like, if I do this to somebody, I know they'll do it to me. I know somebody do that to me. So they don't, nobody trusts each other, I feel like. They all backdooring each other. Ain't no trust, ain't no love, ain't no compassion. It's all just, you know, hatred, evil, and Satan. But all I know is like, you know, somebody knew. Somebody played puppet master. I already knew it was it was over the, it was over my family heads to begin with because I heard UFOs outside of my window every night hovering over my house. UFOs and you know God will be telling me that's a UFO but I look outside my window I don't see nothing you know but it sounds like a big helicopter it's so loud and I'm like how don't nobody hear this how don't nobody see this and I feel watched and then God would always tell me like look out your window like this they watching you through your window so I start covering up my window and stuff. And then like I just still felt watched no matter what. And like I would hear people listening in on me. My cat would be watching me. Like God would be telling me, like, your cat, you know, is, you know, they put witchcraft on your cat. Your cat is watching you. And now my cat used to act so weird because every time I used to pray or read my Bible, my cat would always want to be right there. And it was always a really eerie presence for me, you know. It was so distracting, and the cat would always do stuff to try and distract me and pull my distraction from God. So I used to start locking my cat out when I pray, and the cat would just start scratching on the door and meowing really, really loud and never letting up until I opened the door. But if I wasn't reading the Bible no more, the cat would just go away. So it was doing everything in its power to distract me from God. Everything around me, and like, you know... It's weird because one day, one night, I just felt it. I felt it like I've been watching every night, like, for so long. And I knew it was through this window. So I just started sticking my middle finger up at the window. And it's amazing because in 2020, I went back to my hometown. And I looked in the sky and the clouds had a middle finger up back at me. But you tell somebody this. And they'd be like, oh, you crazy. That never happened. You know, I wonder what's what's going on with the people that don't believe this, that choose not to believe this or just can't see it. Like, 
just because you stay blind on me, you safe. You know, I realized that the entire time for years, I had demons built up on me, feeding off of me, controlling my mind, controlling my everything. And these demons had to be pulled off of me. Like they had to be fought off of me, you know, building up the spirit of God, built up by this. Jesus had to fight these demons off of me. But I had to fight with him. I had to want them off of me. I had to fight to get them off of me. I had to fight to remember all the times I prayed and who I was before that entire situation started. Because by the time that happened, it had been a year of them trying to convince me I'm somebody different. Trying to tell me who I am. And I knew what they was trying to do. God was telling me everything. They're trying to convince you that you're somebody different so that they can start telling you who you are. They can just control your mind and just make you whoever they want you to be. Because if they can convince you that whoever they tell you you are, you forget who you actually are. And it was such a battle and a fight for my soul to remember who I am. That was the biggest battle. They used to even tell me. They tried to tell me. I never knew God. I never read the Bible at all. Outrageous lies, but when it's really, you notice the power's being built up on you so much that you actually starting to believe this stuff. You you really like, no, this is for real. Because if they can con- convince me that I'm not who I am, if they can convince me that, you know, stuff that I've had so many memories of doing, know that I've done, never happened, then they can convince me anything. They can make me what they want me to be. By then, I will be a robot. I will be mind control. That's MK Ultra. I realized that in the process of like this MK Ultra, but I never wanted to say it because, you know, I had to fight. I could never, you know, give them anything. But, you know, I realized this is how it worked, you know. They post, you know, excuse me, if you ever seen people post, if something happened to me, I didn't kill myself, or, you know, they trying to kill me and stuff like that, I would see stuff, people posting that stuff all down my timeline, I'd be like, I wonder if this for real, and I check up on them every now and again, they seem like they're all right, but... I posted that, you know, only like one or two people checked up on me for real. Maybe like three. And I couldn't even really respond because I didn't know who was really in and involved. I feel like it was everybody. But, you know, the devil, he he's after my soul. And I realized that. He trying to get me to sell my soul. But, you know, I think that the only disappointing part about it is that I'm fighting so hard for God. What is at this point, you know, I understand that God said I have to fast. I have to do this. I have to do that. You know, I have to be obedient and I'm doing everything that I can. You know, at the end of the day, I don't feel like he ever, the devil ever really got your soul until you say it and you admit it. But, like, I don't know if God really expect me to continue on like this. I genuinely don't. Like, I'm doing everything in my power to fight for God and to 
stay in his presence, but it's like I'm being told none of it matter, none of it count. It's not, you know, it's not working. And the more I fight for God, I see that that's not true. He had never really give up on us. But at the same time, I realized, like, it's so much more he could be doing for me. I've seen him do more. It, even though it's so much more I could be doing, so it's no excuse. It feel like it's not fair. It's really not fair. Like, how can you let me be fighting this on my own like this? And I know I'm never fighting on my own, but I got, like, I like I said a few days ago, I saw my whole entire family bowing down to Satan. And I got to fight all of them. You know, I've been told to run. So it's like, somebody might be like, why not run? Dave Chappelle tried to run. When this is spiritual, it ain't nowhere in this world you can go. They not going to be. And no matter where I run, it still remain the same. Is you expecting to praise God wherever you go? So, since they blocking my access to God, that means they're going to always be able to find me in the spiritual realm as long as I'm reaching out to God. Unless I find another way around them. And, you know, I, I never, I haven't tried to run yet. I don't know if anybody ever got away from the Illuminati. Because if they got away, you ain't hearing about them. They got away. They probably changed their name, disappeared from this, you know, from this world. I wish that I could have done that because... You know, I see that my family cannot be saved, you know, and they just going to end up dragging me down. When, you know, when I remember one of my family members like, just save yourself in tears, you know, I really felt like, you know, it's it got to be really bad. You sound like that. It got to be really bad. But, like, for real, for real, I'm like, I can't give up on you, though. Like, I get what you're saying. Just save yourself. That means you're not going to be able to save me. So just save yourself. But I just trust God, you know. I trust God that God wouldn't put, put me in this situation knowing who I am. He would not put me in this situation to lose or to fail. And now, you know, because I know I've been watched for years and I kind of been looking things up. I heard about the voice of God thing where they just start talking in your mind like it's God, you know, all kind of stuff. And it's really not God. And it's like mind control and stuff like that. You know. And I start wondering, like, how long this you know, they've been watching me and how long, you know, they've been pretending to be God in my life. That year where I was just about to go kill, you know, and throw my life away. You know, that voice that saved me. I wonder if that was God for real. That I don't know if that was even really God. I mean, yeah, of course it's God because, you know, how can they... How can they possibly be, you know, enforcing a Bible? How can they possibly be in the spirit? Like the transformation I've seen in my life, the things that's happened in my life, I don't feel like any of Satan's mans could ever 
truly be in the spirit of God and still be doing it. You can't worship two gods. Simply put, like, I understand God is super forgiving. And he'll allow a lesser evil to prevent a a worse evil. But I just don't understand how people can be in God's face worshiping Satan. You know, it's not possible. I don't feel like it's possible. So, you know, I see it as like, it's like a lot of people just not going to heaven. Like, it's going to be a very few people going to heaven, but (laughs) he already told me that. God already told me that. God said, you know. Most people are going to hell. He like, it's very, very, very few people going to heaven. I'm like, whoa. The way you say that, you make it sound like it's like not many at all. Because he was saying I had a top spot. And I'm like, I'm horrible, you know. I'm not super bad. I love God. But it's just, I had sinned so much. Fornication, all this kind of stuff. I know I wasn't supposed to do. So I'm like. I know when I was just on my way to hell, I don't have a top spot in heaven. And that just made me realize really only a handful of people. When I say handful, I mean handful. Like, it might be less than 100 people going to heaven for real. And I saw God real mad, you know. And then imagine that less than like 100 or in the hundreds of people going to heaven out of 7 billion people in this world. I don't think people understand how overpacked hell is going to be, you know? It's sad, but, you know, God told me a few things. He told me that I might, I'm going to see the rapture in my lifetime. He told me that, and I believe him. He also told me that, you know, he's this close because he's so mad. He's so mad. But he told me I had a top spot. And no, he said, if you keep it up, you'll have the top spot. So I did. I kept it up. And I see where I'm at, you know, fighting for a top spot. And pretty much got a top spot. But, like, it has to be maintained. And I'm not saying that God's not worth it. It's just that, you know, I get scared when I'm fighting every single day. And it feels like I'm still not safe. Like, what am I really going to do? It's like they're still in my mind. And all these people around me just trying to drag my soul down a hill, you know bowing down to Satan and doing everything in their power to get me to bow too. I don't feel safe. And then I'm supposed to live like, you know, fasting and praying and worshiping God and just being tortured and tormented, you know, and fighting for my life for however long. Who knows how long it's going to take because he's trying to save other people who, you know, he's waiting on every a very last person and how can I feel bad for that? Because what if he stopped before me? 
But how am I supposed to survive this? And if I don't survive, do everything that I've done and all the work that I put in matter? No. I don't think that it do. I don't think ultimately that it's going to. And could I be, you know, drugged down by my family? Could I be, you know, really held back from heaven by my family? And if so, that's like, how fair is that? How is that fair? When I did all the work, everything I could possibly do for me and for them. And if I was more selfish, then maybe I'd just be going. So maybe I should have been more selfish. But if I was supposed to be more selfish, then why is this part of my prophecy? It just don't make sense. So either I'm going anyways which I heard him say multiple times, you're going to go anyways. But also, it's still like it's still a maybe. You know, either I'm going to get this anyways, I'm going anyways, or I was never meant to go. And that's cruel, you know. But at least I got the chance, the opportunity to see the truth in this world, to see the truth about everybody around me, and to see, you know, and to fight for an opportunity at least. Not that I'm going to be in hell bragging about that because I'm going to be tortured and burning. But, you know, at least I had a chance to fight because I'm sure there's plenty of people in hell who wish they at least had the opportunity to fight. I know I heard them. They told me. They was like, at least you're getting out. And if I had the opportunity to do anything God has asked you to do, I would do it anything to get out of here. So I did my best to take heat when they said that because I know they're telling the truth. But, you know, feeling like I barely made it through the first year, I don't know how I'm supposed to continue on like this. I really don't. I don't think that anybody could... Continue on like this. The reason why nobody's up here where I'm at. But, you know, and, and when I'm there. But, you know, it don't feel like God is going to take this cup for me. And I'm stuck. But I, I didn't want to say I'm stuck. Because you're never stuck with God. You're stuck with Satan. But... Like, I'm here, and, like, the hope that Jesus has for me and the confidence that, not not even a confidence, but just the, the look in Jesus' eyes of just excitement and hope, belief in me, makes me want to keep fighting. But... The things I have to deal with, you know, nothing is too hard for the Lord. Nothing is impossible. God makes everything possible. He can do anything. So why is he letting me go through this? Why, you know, does it feel like it's you, you know, you got to do this. It's your fault if you don't get this. It's your fault if you let this happen. Why do I have to fight so hard if God can just make it happen? You know? I've been fighting so hard 
he could easily just take this cup from me. He can easily just do away with these troubles. He can easily just pull me away from this. But I feel like I'm walking away from my faith. 